comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! He didn't take the disciples a while in observation to realize that in the matters of prayer that they need an education. They need an education so that they will be able to upgrade their knowledge bank. Same as if their success is dependent on how much they have access to the secrets that their master had.
in the context of the kingdom and the execution of God's purposes is not a means to an end. It is both the means and the end itself. So when we join in prayer and arrive at the place we are, we find out that it is to bring us to where we will now pray more. Because the scripture spoke about Jesus. You know what he said? He said that Jesus, after he has accumulated all measure of stature, that is now seated in the place of administration. Are you with me? He now said that from there he was making intercession. That means all the attempt to accumulate stature is to still sit in a place where stature will be an advantage to engage the ministry of prayer. At that point, stature is not a challenge. Anything you pray is become a component part of the expression of God's purposes. So it is important that men increase in stature. Not to say we are in stature, but to become a man that can stand and intercede. From there, your prayer is powerful. Your prayer becomes heavy as you become heavy in God. So Jesus needed to pray from the heaviest place. It is on that basis that the scriptures say we have a mediator. Huh? That means the content of his intercession cannot be denied. Because the plane from which he is praying is the highest plane of authority and stature in the kingdom. So he has to arrive in stature so that he can pray. He prayed to arrive there. When he arrived there, he now started praying. Prayer is the means. Prayer is the end. So there are people that pray to touch power, pray to do many things. We pray so that we get to the place we need to pray. That's why when we come to prayer meeting, we are praying coming. We are praying coming. We are praying coming. When we now come, we now start praying. Because here we pray so that we will be enabled to pray. After praying, we now pray again. So that tomorrow we can pray. <laughs> ah! I have seen something. I now know a secret. Until men start calling upon the name of God, his purposes cannot find expression. From the day that Adam fell, did you notice that the plans of God seem as if it came to a grinding halt? Until a day came, a young man was giving birth to. His name was Enos. And the scripture said, from that day, men began to call upon the name of God. And God brought out his rooster. Until you call upon the name of the Lord, then the scrolls that is written about you and your family will be kept away in the dust of eternity. But when a man begins to pray, it will be retrieved from the archives. And the letters will be read. Men that are wise will take their tangent from there. Until a man begins to seek then the things written about your family will never come to pass until men begin to seek. That's why we pray. We pray so that God's plan concerning a generation will be retrieved from their archive and then men will be mantled, marshaled, marching others. As a result of the fact that men pray, I believe there are many things God wants to do with our life. There are many things He wants to do in this generation. But until praying men appear, it will seem as if God is not interested in our generation. We will ask, where be the God of our fathers? Until praying men arise, I will pray and pray and pray again. Until God arise. Until he arise and begin to put hands on us. And when we appear to delegate, to execute his purposes, we find out that the hand of God is upon us. Men of prayer, the tokens of God 
will never be lost in a generation. As, as long as men stay on their knees, we will continue to live the days of God. Prayer is the conduit. Prayer is the channel. Prayer is the pipeline. Prayer is the wheel. Prayer is the factory where purposes are cooked and then they are transferred into Israel. Men become victims of this encoded and concocted in that realm. We will pray and God will come. Me. 
See myself, I'm carrying two bags of cement. It's very heavy. I pray that God will strike you with that burden today. God will strike you with burden. You can't survive without burden. Can't continue living like this. Prayer is not about answers. It's about downloading scrolls. Then you begin to live like your master. Do you know how your master lived? He said, in the volume of the books, it is written of me. Sacrifices and offering have not brought. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. He said, but a body. A body I have presented to you. Watch. And remember, the book of Hebrews is the book of priesthood. It is there that we understood the very essence and purpose the summary of all the priestly engagements that is captured in the Old Testament is to bring men to that point where the utterance came out of the horse's mouth itself in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. It says sacrifices and offering. So what have they been doing in the Old Covenant? If it is true that the only thing that God demanded is a body yielded and a will surrendered, what have they been doing? What have they been doing? That means if priesthood has done its job, what it will do is to present God a house. Huh? Now watch. Watch. That's why we are coming to the next lesson. This is number what? Number six. The fundamental purpose of prayer is priesthood. If you have not learned this, your prayer engagement will be summarized in the things that you see around your life. So if you come and ask God to give me shoe, and if shoe comes, you will think on that basis you are successful in your prayer engagement. That's not how we measure prayer engagement. For you to understand this, you will have to be shifted from time to eternity, and then you will see from God's dimension that there are purposes of God seeking expression in this realm. And that men are the methods of God. And on that basis, we have become the conduits of eternal purposes. And the only way to fashion ourselves uh, in such a way that that desire and purposes of God will find flawless expression through our life is to become priests and yield ourselves to priesthood. It is via that means that God's purposes will find expression. Now, this is how it happens. In priesthood, there are two dimensions in priesthood. There is priesthood of services or ministry. And then there is priesthood of becoming or being. Now, uh, when the old covenant was opened, the summary of the priesthood in the old covenant is the priesthood of services and ministry. So, the summary of priesthood in that dimension is more about the things we do. Are, are you with me? If somebody says, I'm a priest, you will summarize his ministry based on pulpiteering. Is it not true? If you are with me, say amen. But have you noticed that by the time we came to the New Testament, the scripture gave a very profound statement that people in your church will not like to believe. Do you know what the scripture said? He said that all of us has become priests and kings unto our God. Something, something needs to shift in your mindset. You have read that place, but you didn't understand why that statement was made. Is it to say everybody is called to pulpit just because everybody is kings and priests? No. You need to understand 
that there is a fundamental purpose in the heart of God that made him attempt to elect everyone that became that is a part of the kingdom of Israel in priesthood. So there is a desire in his heart beyond the services. So by, but by the time Aaron appeared and all those men and priesthood that they summarized the priesthood of God in the ordinances, in the ministries, in the services. That is not the main agenda in priesthood. There are two dimensions. There are two things. There are two, two, two kinds. Not kinds. There are two dimensions of priesthood. One is the priesthood. Two kinds of priesthood. Priesthood of becoming. Huh? Let's leave priesthood of services. Because every time we speak about priesthood, all men understand about priesthood is the priesthood of services. That is not God's plan. God's plan is that I need a nation that is made up of priests. Are you with me? That means his target is to use priesthood to build a nation. And if God wants to build a nation, how does he build a nation? To build a man. Is it not true? When the individual components of a nation are built up by a system called priesthood, it means that all the men included in that nation are priests. Built up by priesthood. So their life cannot be dissociated from priesthood. Every singular thing that they are as a being is traced to priesthood. That means priesthood made them. So for every man in the kingdom, we are made by priesthood. And we will be matured by priesthood. So God's intent is to mature men to the full stature of Christ Jesus, which is the eternal purpose classified in the heart of God. And the method and instrumentality of achieving that dimension, that purpose is priesthood. So that means the fundamental purpose of priesthood is to make men to become. So but but in in the days of 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 of, of Aaron, priesthood was summarized in the things you do. Priesthood was summarized in the ordinances, in the bread and in the offerings, in the sacrifices. So the man that came gave us a statement in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. He said that sacrifices and offerings have not demanded. Meanwhile, sacrifices and offerings is the summary of priesthood that men understood before then. So if the high priest, the eternal high priest represented by Jesus Christ, which we traced in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 and then traced it to the Old Testament and found out that he is actually the Mephizedek himself, the king of Salem, the righteous God himself, he appeared as the king priest for the first time. We found out that a king can be a priest. And then he began to give us a token from eternal perspective. What is that that is in the heart of God? It was there that we found out that God intended to move men into his image. And the method is priesthood. So he, he said sacrifices and offerings have not demanded. Meanwhile, men have summarized priesthood to sacrifices, offerings, and ordinances. Things to do and things to give. But when the main one appeared, he said it's not the things to do and to give. It is what to become. So when we engage priesthood, we become something. That is the fundamental purpose of priesthood. What have you become since this year? When you began to engage priesthood, what have you become? That is the true measure of your word in the circles of the sanctuary. Because that is what, he, what, he, what we use to measure priesthood and stature in the rankings of God. So even though we are doing many things, winning souls, you know, getting people, all kinds of things are happening. That is not a fundamental desire. He said, sacrifices and offering have not demanded. I need a body. I need a house.
need a house. Men that can host me. Men that can carry my glory. My presence. From place to place. Carry the weight. From place to place. There is a reason why Jesus is called our high priest. He is the only one that carried God and there was no leakage. The measure and efficiency of your priesthood is not by the things you do. It's about how much you can carry God without leakage. Because what God demanded fundamentally from priesthood is that a house be made for him and a will surrender for him. So if priesthood has prospered in your life, then you would have been a carrier. Satan me an ark. Satan me an ark. Carrying God from place to place. When you appear, God has appeared. When you arrive, it will be the entourage of heaven that arrive. We will not say, go to heaven and bring God. But you are here. You carry the dimensions. You carry the reality. The house of God and the gate of heaven. you cannot measure prayer that I've been praying since last year. It's not how long you are praying, it's what have you become. Based on the divine scales of measurement, priesthood is supposed to bring you to a point where you can host God without leakage. Well, you are still leaking many graces. Huh? The, the disciple cannot be bigger than the master. But if you do well, the disciple will be like the master. So the target has been set for us and the target is to be like the master. And the scripture spoke about our master. He said, in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead. Where? Body. Ah! So when Jesus appears at Capernaum, he's carrying all of heaven and all of God. And he appears in Capernaum. <laughs> he appears in the course of Galilee. He's carrying all of heaven and appears in Galilee. Jesus. He comes to the Decapolis. He's carrying all of God. What are you carrying? You see why the journey is far? We will say, Keep me, keep me. I won't run away. Keep me. Somebody cry for one minute. Say, Hey. Hey.
Bob, Bob, Bob. But this is the law of the burnt offering. The fire shall burn and burn there all night till the morning. You shall never go off.
I feel fire now. It seems as if the seraphims are hugging me. The days of God are here. I see it. I see it. Must usher in the move of God. God must come. He must come. He must come. He must come.
Tell God, open my eyes. Let me see this thing. Let me see the packets of light. There are no words. The scripture says, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Give me an encounter by the word. Let the packets of light ah, collide with my soul. Let energy be generated and let there be transport. Let there be shoot. Let the photons, the photons of my heart, gain energy as a result of colliding with the light of God's word. That I may be transported, that I may be shifted to higher realms in God. Light reaction. Light reaction. Ask God for light reaction. Ane Satia, Ane Periato, 
about where the bridegroom is around is an attempt to shift their attention from the activities to the person mm. because real priesthood is not about the activity it's about the person it's about the image captured in eternity that God has ordained priesthood as the only means through which that personality can be administrated because it has become the platform it has become the standard the person has become the platform, the means, the standard through which God can achieve all his purposes. Either in you or through you. Are you with me? So if God intends to achieve his purposes in you, what he needs to do is to do it through a person. You need to understand why Jesus has to come and die. And many times they'll be saying about prayer and fasting and all those things. He will be telling them the bridegroom is still around. He's trying to put the attention about on a person. Huh? And the reason why he's making that statement is that he knew that no matter how much they engage in the activities around surrounding priesthood, it will defeat the fundamental purpose of priesthood, which is geared towards a man becoming the image of the one he is made after. It will just be a summary of activities. Huh? We go to church, fast, pray, do many things, do sanctuary cleaning do preparing, we preach. That is not fundamentally cost target. He said the bridegroom is still around. That means your eyes should leave the activities. Huh? Should leave the activities and find out the purpose and the target of activities. That the purpose of activities is to administrate the bridegroom. If your eye is on the bridegroom, bridegroom, you will now find out why God has even appeared and decided that we need to fast and pray. Are you with me now? So priesthood, the summary of priesthood is to administer. That is why he seems as if he told them, a day will come, they will fast. So when you read the scripture, it's not about not fasting, it's not about not praying. It's about the fact that um, the summary of every dimension of priesthood that is engaged before a change of regime, all of the summary will not achieve God's purposes. Are you with me, sister? Because what God intended to do is for you to become the same person that your Savior is. Beyond the things you can do for Him. I believe you have won soul before. No be so. Huh? You have gotten somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. Huh? You have healed the sick. That is secondary. If the first work is not done, the second work in doing it, you will lose focus. That's what Jesus is trying to say. 
every second work is hinged on the prosperity of the first work. And the prosperity of the first work is the administration of Christ inside the first. Huh? When I say Christ, I need you to know that in resurrection, God made Christ everything that we need. I hope you know. Huh? First Corinthians chapter, is it not chapter 1? The scripture said that Christ has been made unto us holiness, sanctification, made unto us wisdom, made unto us righteousness, made unto us power. So Christ has been made unto by God. Christ has been made unto us every single thing that you need. What do you need? That thing is, is Christ. So what God needs to do is to find a way to administrate that. Look at me. Look at me, you. Yeah. What you need to do is for Christ to administrate that. That is why we come to pray. Because priesthood is the only way we administrate that which is already in Christ. What do you seek? What do you think is a need in your life now? Huh? It is already captured in Christ. So God's purposes, God's desire, God's target is that when you engage priesthood, the same thing that is already in Christ will now be administrated inside of you. So one day you appear and you find out that that which is in Christ is already in you. Not because you made an attempt, but because you engaged priesthood. And priesthood made you into something you were not before. Many of us became something else because we engaged priesthood. You are a different person from whom you used to be because you engaged priesthood. That is the fundamental desire of the one that instituted priesthood. So that beyond the things that we do, we become something. Are you with me? It is that thing you became as a result of engaging priesthood that is fundamentally God's desire. And his plan is that you execute the ministry based on what you have become. So if you have not become much and you are doing much for God, God is not too pleased with you. Because you are hindering his plans. Not just in time, but in eternity. I hope you know that the purposes of God is beyond time. The scripture spoke about the purposes of God that is hidden in his heart. He was calling it um, the mysteries. It was Paul that spoke about the mysteries of Christ. He said that this mystery is hidden in God before the time passed, such that the prophets, holy men of God that came before us, they were not privy into those secrets. But by the time it came to the time of the end of the times, when God raised certain apostles and prophets, he opened up a vista of light to them and showed them his intent from eternity. He said that his intent is even from eternity to the ages to come, that the mystery of Christ will be unveiled such that the buildings of God will be upon that platform. Are you with me? So, in individual basis, Christ is builded inside of you because God's intent from time in eternity is to walk and execute His purposes through Christ. Are you with me? So, the extent to which the purpose of God is executed in your life in tandem with God's demand and standard is the measure of Christ that has been worked into you in that dimension. Let me tell you what it means. If you tell men to pray and they prayed, huh? the things they have learned in prayer is to the measure that Christ, the prayer, has been worked in you. So men can only succeed in executing God's purposes in that dimension to the extent that the spirit of prayer has been worked into them. So what God is looking for is not just the prayer. What God is looking for is for His spirit to be worked into you. So when you appear, every day you appear to pray, you are no more the one praying. A spirit is praying. Even men will hear you and no, nobody can do this except God is helping you. They will realize that there is more to us than our physical person. 
that there is a supernatural dimension that is powering our engagements upon the face of the earth. It is that spirit. Are you with me? So, aside that phenomenon and experience, they can summarize our prayer life based on our strength and discipline. Are you with me? So they can think these are the things you can achieve in the energy of the flesh and by the power of your discipline. But when they see the spirit of prayer, the person you know you are stronger than suddenly appears in prayer and is groaning like a lion. You will know that the spirit is what? Involved. Because God's target is to mold himself. And as of that moment, prayer the spirit has been molded into the component faculty of that person. So that a man looks at him and he wants to behold the phenomenon of prayer. He will not see a person. He will not see discipline. He will see a spirit. That is God's intent. So that when men look at us, he will see the moldings of a spirit that has taken place inside of us. That is his intent. It is that administration that approximates us to the point where we have attained the fullness of the stature of Christ in that dimension. Let's assume his prayer in that dimension. So by the time we have attained certain measure, God cannot take you out and say, come, go to Oko. From today, begin to teach men prayer. Do you know why? You have encountered Christ, the prayer. And it has been administrated inside of you. So beyond telling people to pray and teaching them prayer, eh, there is an administration from the office of the Christ that has factored Christ, the prayer, as a reality into the component framework of your being. Such that it is beyond the teaching, it has become something that you have embodied. Suffer me embodied. Suffer me embodied. How many of you have embodied prayer? If there is nothing you will embody here, it is prayer and many things. So men don't need to ask about prayer, they just need to see you. And they will see many dimensions and manifestations of the spirit of prayer. Sometimes it makes you to groan for hours, sometimes it makes you to just sigh. How many of you? Sometimes you just sigh. Men outside will hear you. They will say, Which one is this one again? Are you pregnant? What's wrong with you? Say after me, the spirit of prayer has taught me and has administrated Christ the prayer in me. I didn't hear you. The spirit of prayer have administrated Christ the prayer in me. That is the fundamental purpose of priesthood. So that Christ will be administrated in you. A day will come. Huh? Christ the wisdom will also be administrated in you. Are you seeing where we are going now? Are you seeing the fundamental purpose of priesthood? When you continue to engage, one day Christ the power Mm. Power. I think I've, if you ask me, I think I've touched Christ the power, small, just very small. The anointing, small. You know, it's not much. The pamoye, but I have touched small. Hmm? I know all these men of God, they carry the heavy dimension. But we have touched small, and I can tell you that indeed Christ is power. Guess what? You cannot touch Christ the power until you engage priesthood. Because priesthood is the bridge between the things captured in Christ and his experience in your life. So except a man engages priesthood, 
those things will be positional in Christ, will be resident in Christ, but will never be functional and experiential in your life. So what does priesthood do? Priesthood builds the bridge. And it is through that bridge that those things, realities in Christ, are administrated into your life. So when a man engages in priesthood, after some time, he notices that he is wise. What has happened? Christ, the wisdom, resident in Christ, the office, eh, has been administrated into your life and has become a component part of your existence and living and experience as a result of the fact that you engage what? Priesthood. So as of that time, the fundamental purpose of priesthood, according to God's eternal purposes, would have been achieved in your life. Because wisdom at this moment is not as a result of the books that you read. It is not as, in fact, it's not even as a result of impartation. It's as a result of a working and a process that is inside of you. Huh? I don't want to go there. There is wisdom that comes from impartation. Gives. But there is a wisdom that is a grace. A growth in grace has made you wise. How many of you have noticed that you notice that you suddenly are becoming wiser about your life? Have you noticed you can manage your life better now? Since when? Since Christ, the wisdom is administrated. Before, you think you can run your life for don't be so hurry. Like my guy. My guy is a motivational speaker. And a man from Banawa. They are teaching people how to run their life. One of his titles is the life coach. Mentor. Huh? From where did you learn your wisdom? From where? From where? There is only one source of wisdom. Wherein a man can run this life. Remember? The life that we live is not a product of time. Our life is a product of eternity. So if a man will be accurate in time, he has to reach out to the archives. And the spirit that better it from eternity, we have to appear again and begin to teach you. It is not given to man to direct his path. Huh? An eternal spirit has to appear and tell you, this is what I know about you. In the volume of the books, it is written of you. Huh? But you want to go and teach a primary school. But God is looking for a prophet with fire on his lips. When he speaks, a generation of young men will fall down to their face and say, Where is God? You want to follow this, your God. You are promised to say, Baby, one plus one. But, but in the archives of God, a prophet, fiery one, recalls on his lips. When close and on your lips, when you speak, the heart of men, Paul, calls fire. Sometimes it comes as lesser beams. When men hear you, it cuts them into a thousand pieces. But you can become another man because you have not encountered Christ, the ancient wisdom. From whence you were hewn, and the scrolls of your living upon the face of the earth was sculpted, and until you gain access there, until you make reference there. You will be incorrect on the face of the earth. You will continue to mentor people into, into oblivion. You will continue to mentor them into the hands of Satan. <laughs> Guess what? Some of them can even have the money. And use it and sponsor BB Niger. Because they will tell them that's how to get more popular. They will understand that there is a purpose behind everything that we do. Huh? God will give them platform. They will go there and be speaking grammar. Huh? Some of them we say it's not about saying Jesus. You don't need to say Jesus. You need to say Jesus. Yes, Jesus is all the difference. 
and in Christianity the centrality is the cross. Huh? That the cross is, is the greatest offense. The real offense that humanity, demons, devils have is the cross. Because the cross is where the old man died. The cross is where you were saved. Beyond that, the cross is a proof that Satan has been defeated forever. It was at the cross that and Satan doesn't want the revelation of the cross to come. Because therein is your redemption. Therein is the defeat of Satan. And therein is the purposes of God captured. So how important is the cross? The cross is the centrality. So when people tell you you don't need to talk about it, you just, just need to execute your destiny. People need to, you know, what is important is that through your belief you can minister to humanity. Huh? I'm not a humanist. I'm a kingdom man. Humanism is under kingdom. Kingdom is not under humanism. Are you with me? Because even Jesus was a humanist. Is it not true? Why did you come to that? He is content with where he is. But the scripture said, For God so loved the world. He loved men. Any man that loves men to the point that he is willing to die, is he not a humanist? He is willing to do anything for humans. That means, God is the number one humanist. No, be so. So how did they convince people of my generation that there is possibility of being accurate in your humanism, excluding kingdom and Christ, removing the cross, the cross is where the greatest dimension of humanism was made manifest. And until the men look up to the cross, they will not be saved. The scripture said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, and every man that beheld it was saved, even so the Son of Man may be lifted up. And every man that behold will be saved thereof. Look up! The, the Greek word is amablipo. There is the one that is called Blipo. Look. But there is look up. And a Blipo. It's when you look up, you will now see. You will find out it's not by looking. It's about seeing. Huh? And a Blipo, you see. Because you have looked up. And your focus has been captured. And the object of your sight is the cross. And once your eyes is on the cross, then all the victories that is captured in God will become yours. That's why Satan doesn't want us to be consistent in our revelation of the cross of Christ. If you are with me, say Amen. So what is the fundamental purpose of priesthood? It is a little. Let me hear. What is the fundamental purpose of priesthood? Wait. Let me ask. Let me point somewhere. Jubilee. What is the fundamental purpose of priesthood? If the fundamental purpose of priesthood is to walk Christ in us, what is the fundamental purpose of prayer? Wait. Gone, Adi? Uh huh. Go sit down now. You are my person. Just sit down. Even in two seats, you can sit down. Huh? Huh? Now lie. Victor Bajen and Kigweki Motari Oko. Sorry, if you are not an evil person, I apologize in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, what's the answer? Priesthood. So, prayer fundamentally is for priesthood. 
and priesthood is fundamentally for administration of Christ. Not just the administration of Christ in us, but the administration of Christ through us. Are you with me? You will not properly understand this. Let me just touch a little. Let me, let's see Ephesians chapter 4. Quickly. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech ye, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Verse 2. With all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering and forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Verse 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every watch, I have started. Harry, pay attention. But unto everyone, how many people? Is grace given according to the measure? Of the what? So if your Bible is your own, underline the gift of Christ. Therefore he saith, watch, on the basis of verse 7, he saith, when he ascended up on high, now I needed to just show you two dimensions. The fundamental 
purpose of prayer is priesthood. In fact, prayer is the greatest molecule in priesthood. More so in the new covenant. Because many of the sacrifices that is in the new covenant and many of the activities in the new covenant has been summarized in prayer. For example, if you come to the um, um, old covenant, you will hear where they said the burnt offering. How do you offer burnt offering now? You go and kill a cow. Is it not prayer? Is it through prayer you offer your burnt offering? What of the the um, sin offering? How do you offer sin offering? Is it through prayer? Are you getting the point? So many of the offerings and services services have been summarized in prayer. But in the old covenant, they are doing many things. You bring this one, bring this one. But in the new covenant, all you come, you come before the throne of grace. Huh? The scripture said, overlaying the ark of the covenant, huh? Is the cherubims. And when the priest appears, he takes blood and sprinkles on it. It is on the advent of the sprinkling of the blood that the message begins to speak. God begins to speak to you from the platform, from the, the platform of the message when the blood appears. There is no possibility of mercy without the blood. There is no possibility of mercy without what? The blood. It is when the blood are, it is because that the blood is there walking around them that mercy can be. Guess what? How do you administrate this? It's prayer. What of sacrifices of thanksgiving? Prayer. It was the psalmist that entered into the eternal realm and extracted wisdom, knowledge beyond the mortal realm. And he said, let the lifting of my hands be like, like, what was the first one? Evening oblation. And who knows it? So you should know it. Okay, let the lifting of my hands be like incense. Evening sacrifice and the lifting. Let, let's, let's say it. I need to know that. Why not show me? I don't know why he's keeping my mind. Huh? Who is the man of God that knows it? Do you know it? Huh? Psalm what? 141 verse what? Verse 2. Esther will show us in the next. Let my yeah, let my prayer be set forth before thee as what? We need to know who is this David. Where did David enter? A justice. Where did David enter? We need to respect that man. Is he a king or is he who? Is he a prophet? Is he a priest? Who is David? Look at his utterance. In the old covenant, he entered somewhere and found out that prayer is essence. Let my prayer be set before you as incense. And the lifting of my hands as what? The evening sir. Who is David? I will go ask question. Because this revelation is not old covenant revelation. It is the possibilities of the age yet to come. Huh? But by fellowship, this man was able to enter into that realm and find out that when a man prays, is incense. 
So sometimes David doesn't need to go to the altar of incense and be slaughtering bulls. All he needs to do is to find a corner and then lift up prayer and then he arrives as incense. Because he has entered the archives of God eternally and found out that what God is looking for is not the slaughter of bulls. It's the incense coming out from your heart. That one is more sweet smelling than the ones we slaughter. And he said, the lifting of my hands like sacrifice. Are you getting the point? So he went into the realm of the spirit and found out the real value of things. When he found out the real value, he found out that when a man actually lifts his hands well, he's equal to sacrifice. Who is David? So actually education in priesthood is to show us in literal human engagement the the equivalent of spiritual um, ordinances, spiritual services, and spiritual engagement. For David now, when he prays, is equal to what? I want to hear you. When he prays, is equal to what? How do you know that? Except that you receive a spiritual education. For David, when he lifts his hands, is equal to what? His priesthood. And sometimes some men are trained in it. So you can appear and you can begin to, to chant and chant and chant. And then in heaven they will interpret it. And they will say it's not a chant. It's not ah uh, no. It, how, what is in ah? Uh, the man on the street can make that noise and it will carry no weight. That is a conversion factor. But for you, you have seen the eternal and the immortal dimension. So when you appear and say ah, then it means something in God. The men that stand in the altar, they will begin to interpret the codes of the spirit, and they will realize that even the chant that you are making in the spirit is a summoning of holy beings to appear and fellowship with us. So when they appear, their strength will be joined to our strength and then we turn it to the mountains where we will lay hold on things heavy. Because it is not just about us. It is about they that are with us. The scripture told us that there is him that is in us and there are they that are with us. So when you chant, they that are with us will come. Sometimes a thousand angels will come and surround you and you are chanting and moving on the street and men will think it's only one young lady moving on the street. Only you know that a thousand angels is marching with you. Men, we enter by the wisdom of God into the secrets. The secrets where the ordinances of priesthood is being interpreted and then we'll be able to decode the exact value of the services of the engagements in priesthood so that we know where to employ and apply which in certain days we might need to chant so that the glory of heaven will come so that there will be an invasion are you in need of an invasion then sometimes you, you might not need to pray God give us invasion give us invasion all you need to do is to find the way of chanting let's chant in two minutes let me hear your voice Louder 
my prayer, he sat before me as incense. And the lifting of my head as evening sacrifice. What is the value of your thanks? What is the value of your thanks in the spirit? You need to be taught.
Now, 
spiritual engagement in every aspect of your life.
on God the Lord said is the season of breakthrough ask God for the season of reward the reward of your spiritual engagements of your sacrifices ask God make sure make sure you can tabulate the two things I see breakthroughs everywhere spiritual breakthroughs financial breakthroughs all kinds of breakthroughs the angels of the Lord are much they are too much when you begin to speak now they will be sent they will begin to walk they will be sent the angels are everywhere you are not making demand yet be violent be violent Jesus is here. Jesus is here. When you are here, 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 when you are here. When you are here, 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 <laughs> when you are here, 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 when you are here. Somebody pray. When you are here. Make demand. Make demand. Make demand. Don't beg. Don't beg. Command. Legislate. Decree. Don't beg. This is not the time to beg. He's coming. Oh. He's coming. Oh. When you are here. When you are here, 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 
name of Jesus. Let your amen be loud. I declare you free in the name of Jesus. I proclaim a new season. A new season. A new season. A new season.
favor over your life in the name of Jesus. All the built up and accumulated sacrifices in your life. It is activated from now in the name of Jesus. I say begin to see the manifestation in the name of Jesus. I announce the season of performance. The scripture says, Blessed is he that believeth, for there shall be a performance. 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 Listen. I declare recovery and speed for you. Now, this thing is a spiritual reality. Listen, if you can, just stand. That anointing will rest on somebody. And when it comes on you, it is a proof and a sign of what we have entered as a corporate house. Recovery and speed. Speed. When that anointing comes on somebody, the person will run literally. When it comes, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. I announce this season open by the hand of God. Open. Open. Somebody help them. A new season has come. Recovery and speed. Recovery and speed. Let the anointing for speed come upon men. Come upon men. Come upon men. Bring that lady running. running. The lady is running. Bring them.